From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another Pucks Out Fantasy Show with Brandon, Davey, and myself, Bobby. Don't forget, you can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now, uh, let's get you the info you need to be a champion. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? Man, um, looking okay, but it's <laughs> not. I mean, I think I think in a couple of weeks when we come back for an update, I, I think that old Davey is going to be looking real, real strong, dude. Unfortunately. For yeah. us, man. Yeah. Davey, how you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Tough go round for me <laughs> so far. Uh, lowest in points, obviously, uh, so far. But I'm uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling confident. I've got a lot yeah, of players. You got so a lot, lot left, a uh, lot more left than yeah. we do. But so. uh, we'll we'll fill the listeners in on the score update. But how are you guys doing outside of the uh, show? Y'all y'all doing all right? Y'all had a good week. Uh, I guess two weeks since the uh, we last we have last talked to the people. Yeah, man. Full of hockey, yeah. so can't go wrong with that, right? It's good to be back. It really feels awesome that we're finally able to watch some puck again, and uh, I've been excited about it. I've watched pretty much every, I mean, every other game. It seems like yeah. I've been watching, so it's been For sure. Uh, it's been definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, so let's get right into some news. We've got the 2021 season updates and what they mean for fantasy. It's looking like it's going to start at the very earliest December first. Uh, possibly more towards January, mid-January when the season starts. It'll be a full 82-game condensed schedule. We don't know if fans will be allowed in yet, and I think uh, I think that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I think uh, that if it, I think push comes to shove, man, the NHL is a business. They make a lot. The teams make so much money off uh, fan revenue. I think they uh, there's still a chance. You know, yeah, win the playoffs. I don't want to bring the mood down, but there's a chance they just don't even have next season. To be completely honest. I mean, I think they had to finish off this season, but I don't see the teams wanting to do it if there's zero fans. I mean, yeah, they, I, I, I want to I want to go ahead and interject and disagree because most money is from all sports is made from TV contracts. So when you're when you don't have fans, yeah, you're losing that revenue of fans being in, but you're also not paying a bunch of people. Yeah. To be there, you but know, um, and it's more than just the revenue from fans. It's the well for the fans, but we don't get to choose. Well, no, what I'm saying is uh, it's more complex than that, you know, depending on what coronavirus look. I mean, are you going to have them traveling every week? Are you going to have sure? Are, you sure. Gonna have, are we going to do four hub cities instead of two for the regular season? And then those guys right. aren't with their families for a long hockey season. I mean, doing a bubble for a playoff is much different than doing a bubble for all 32 teams, you know, so. It'll just be interesting to see how they go. And but from from the info we have now, um, there'll be about six to eight weeks between the end of the Stanley Cup being awarded this season and the start of the 2021 season. Um, I think that's more of the problem of where we're going to get into is like, look, if we're going to have some sort of condensed season, there ain't no way that players are going to enjoy 82 games of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, that just, that's, that's yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing them condense the season down from 82. Yeah. I would say that 40 games, 42 games is more than enough. But one thing they're saying is the reason they want to do this is that 
they'll just go ahead and permanently change the start. You know, from now on, going forward, hockey season will always start probably in December. And and so that just changes. It's no longer October. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I just don't. I just don't see any value in that. Yeah, um, I don't either. I don't see any value of permanently keeping things like they're pushing it out a little bit like that. Honestly, I think it can get back to normal. They should. I like the way that it was beforehand. Um, it's tough to say, but uh, and I mean, it's not like hockey hasn't had some precedents of having condensed seasons. Yeah. They're one of the right. few leagues that have abs- absolutely had multiple seasons in which there were strikes or lockouts mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and it ended up having shorter seasons. So it's not like this is like some crazy thing that has never happened. You know, right. I mean, I feel we're like that's, <laughs> I feel like at this point. If you're pushing for 82 games, it's because you only care about money and you don't care about hockey at that point. And I mean, and you know, I'm not saying that some owners aren't like that, but it seems like a lot of hockey owners are love hockey. You know, they love, they love what, what hockey gives them. It's, it's not like what you see with about 50% of NHL or NHL NFL owners where it's pretty clear that all you care about is money that you don't care about anything else. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about it on the, uh, on the, on the regular pucks out podcast, but I mean, it just seems like this is exactly what we didn't want was a push to, you know, make it a full season or, Look, man, we can all agree that we're in unprecedented times yeah, here. You know what absolutely. I'm saying? Nobody and no, I mean, there will be some on Twitter, uh, but nobody's going to be upset if they say, look, we're going to do a 40 game season. I mean, look at the response to baseball doing a 60 game season. Yeah, That's right. been and, great. And honestly, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if, you know, we're... Because the the coronavirus is going to get worse when the season when the when the weather gets colder. If they say, "Hey, we had to finish off this season," and I feel lucky that we got to finish off this season, and we're getting yeah. a great one of the best playoffs I've ever seen from any sport. Mm-hmm. If they say, "Hey," to make sure that we have a good product for years to come, we're just not going to have a season. Yeah, I would uh, I would prefer that yeah. to you forcing a product on me and giving me a bad product yeah. because yeah. while we all know our opinions on the fact that they didn't it's playoffs in hockey they didn't care that there's no fans they didn't care that they just want to go win a win a stanley cup but i think that thought process that thought process changes when it comes to 82 yeah. regular season oh, yeah. games and like no i said how are they going to do a bu- like i think like players are not going to players are willing to be in this bubble because especially now they know that it's safe it's about a cup you know what i'm yeah, saying it is, and it's it about is. a cup 82 like, games in a bubble sounds players aren't going to, to me, but. yeah players aren't going to possibly miss the birth of their child or miss birthdays or miss all this family stuff for you know a tuesday tuesday night out <laughs> non conference game non conference yeah. game i mean but so let's Discuss a minute about I, I I briefly mentioned how great these playoffs have been. They've been awesome. I agree. Um, what do you guys think of this current playoff format? Would you want to see it in the future? And would you how if would you want to how would you change it or would you go back to the old playoff format? Davey, you want to go ahead? I'm gonna. I got I got my idea actually written down. I'm yeah. Uh, personally, I like it. I like what I'm seeing here. It's yeah. actually 
personally, I'm a big fan because of the teams that um, are, are playing. Um, scratch that. Hold on. I, I have my thing written down. I got to click it up real quick. Um, yeah, so I'm a big fan of of the current playoff format that that we're seeing here. I also like it too, probably partly because it's new and we're seeing something a little bit different that we've seen in the past. Um, I don't mind skipping the round robin. I don't yeah. hate the idea of skipping the round robin and going straight into maybe like the first series being a five game series. The five game series kind of threw me off a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I wouldn't mind keeping it just for that first round and then moving into seven games, kind of like we're seeing now. Skip the round robin. I don't. I don't want to see that. Bobby, you got yeah. Uh, I'm kind of on the same page. <clears throat> I would like to see a straight up non doesn't matter conference in one through sixteen seating. Reseeded. Wow. Yeah. No round robin. Completely get rid of the round robin. Okay. Every team plays. Oh, uh, so one through sixteen, straight up March Madness style. You've got games packed on top of each other. You've got hockey all day. Now the first round, the uh, first round is f- uh, uh, five game series, uh, and then moving into a seven game series. I just think, man, we've and, and here's the thing: everyone has this thought process that what we choose has to be it forever. I think it'd be fun if. I don't know, every every five, maybe every 10 years, we switch it up. Like everyone likes to think that it has to be this way for eternity. We've college football has shown us people are just fine with changing things up every once in a while. It has not missed a beat. I feel like that is like a while. Yes, I agree that people, us, regular fans, regular analysts, regular folks are okay with it. But I mean, college football is a different animal in my opinion. I mean, it took forever for us to not let a computer choose who was playing in yeah. the in the, in the national championship. So I, my idea is I don't like the idea that the first round, if we're only playing 16 teams like a normal playoff series, I don't like the idea that the first round is five games. You're giving me less hockey, and I'm not about less yeah. hockey. I'm about more hockey. Well, I was talking more of like because the PA would have to uh, approve of this. Sure, and sure. So to get it past the no, PA, I hear you. I mean, it's game, not yeah. a. I mean, look. I mean, and I love your idea, but I, I don't find that to be realistic. They're never gonna gonna split conferences and do a one through sixteen. They're never gonna do that. So. While I love that idea, I think it's a fantastic idea on the surface. It'll never happen. So what I wanted to throw out there was very similar to yours. And it's kind of a combination of the of what you've said, but also kind of what we've gotten. I want to do one through eight seeding. Reseed after each round, but the same format of three teams from each division and two wild cards. So like you're not really changing up how you have to play the season, but we get different playoff matchups. I think that has been what has been most yeah. fun about this mm-hmm. about this playoffs is that we're getting matchups that we wouldn't normally get. Dude, you have to play oh it's going to be Colorado and Nashville playing this year again. Oh, it's going to be Colorado and Dallas or Dallas and, you know, Winnipeg and, and then the one plays the wild card. Dude, it's not fun to watch. It It does. And look, as much as I love a good rivalry, you know, a, a division rivalry, dude, we've seen 
eight games of this yeah. same game every year. <laughs> that's and so I, I like mine, dude. Imagine that division yours rivalry would in the be, Stanley yours Cup. Yours would be amazing. Yeah. But then you, it's not realistic, then you, yeah. it's not realistic, and then you lose the. Oh, we won the Western Conference, right, or we won right. the Eastern Conference. So I, I, you know, while I don't, I love this playoff series, I, or this playoff format. I don't think doing twelve teams aside is realistic. Nor does it give you. I mean, because uh, the Blackhawks and the Canadians, while won their round, I feel like that's part of the problem in hockey is that anybody can win a playoff series at any given time. And so while it's awesome to see those two teams move on, not Chicago because I don't like them, but like as a 12 seed that can go in and win a playoff series, we, I mean, maybe this year they deserve it, but I don't feel like a 12 seed deserves to have a chance at winning the Stanley cup because they, can win the Stanley Cup. Anybody can win the yeah. Stanley That's the fun part about hockey to me is it's not an NBA matchup. It's not, oh, the one seed's playing an eight seed. They're definitely, the one seed's definitely moving on and we're deciding about who's going to win the NBA championship between four and five teams. Hockey, you get in, you can win. And that's, and so I like the one through eight because it messes with the matchups that we've been normally forced to see time and time again. But it keeps that keeps that it keeps that side of the eastern and the western, and then when you're reseeding, then again you get a whole new mix up of matchups, and yeah. it depends on who wins this series depending yeah. on who you're playing. I so, really like re- reseeding. That mm-hmm. I think that it was one of the best parts of this. Exactly. Um, but I think we all agree that round robin sucks. Yeah, yeah the round, round robin. robin was dumb. I, I, but now I, I I'd do rather them just have a like a two, two bye weeks. In just normal, a bye in, norm, <laughs> in normal instances, I think it's it, it's a terrible idea. I think it was completely necessary so for this me, because you couldn't yeah. have four teams that your top teams not play any hockey games. So let me ask you this instead, because obviously there was a difference in games played, and that was one of the reasons they did it. What if they did instead of each team plays three? You have the one and two team play each other for the first uh, seed, and then the uh, the third and fourth team play each other for the third seed, and then see so, you know, that way they each they get I'm, some play time, they get the rust off. But it's not, but you know, I mean, they still mean nothing. I get why they have to do it. So it's not, you know, they're not playing three games each, and it just seems like it seems like filler episodes of an anime. Those sure. games did. I don't hate that. Yeah. How long are those series? I would just say one game, one game, and, and just and I would just do. I, honest, I, I, would, I would just say it as a date, like days when there's not back to back games for the qualifiers. Really, and really, those games are just there to make ad revenue for commercials. I, I mean, I, would, I mean, I, while I agree, obviously, all of it is all comes down to ad revenue. I disagree. Like you were at a massive disadvantage if you had to hang tight for two extra weeks. And then come play a team that played a five game series. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. I mean, you were at a massive disadvantage in that in that. And so I think that they had to do something. But if we go into something, even if we keep it at 12 teams through a regular season and playoffs are right after the regular season and you seed them one through four, I would be OK with that. But you I think you had to have them play three games. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. yeah, you had I to. Otherwise, then, yeah. these guys would play. One game of exhibition hockey, 
And then these other dudes are warmed up and ready to go. All the rust is gone. And now your top four teams are at a massive disadvantage. So what what advantage did you get from being one of the top four teams, yeah. which would be none? Yeah, no advantage. And yeah. while we're at making rules, can let's go ahead and say that uh, never again will a playoff team get the number one overall pick. That's <laughs> yeah. Let's. <laughs> but I do wish what I do wish they would have done is simply just for entertainment value, because they with the possibility of a season not having a season is have a loser's bracket. Yeah. Just have a loser's bracket. Let those guys play. It, it'd pretty much be pond hockey. Have it be almost no contact. It should be pond hockey. Yeah. They should just play on a pond. Make, it, be, like make, make it make it <laughs> honestly make it beer league. No shoulder pads, not really much hitting, just out there having fun. That way you're getting what ad revenue. Leaks? We're watching hockey. You're seeing you're, you get to see Crosby and Malkin just out there having fun. What if leagues did what we did? What we do for some fantasy sports and the losers bracket, actually, if you win the losers bracket, you get the first pick. <laughs> I think that it would make the seasons a lot more interesting and a lot less tanking. And like, you really got to want to trade your uh, top yeah. guy away. Yeah. I, think I think it would be yeah. fun, man. Yeah, I think that would shake up sports to its core. <laughs> I'm always good for a shake yeah, up. Oh, yeah, that's, I'm know, for it, dude. I'm that's the best it. part about sports is, and that's why baseball is failing, yeah. in my opinion, is you because there has, has been no shake up of yeah. baseball. It's always got to be well, that's how they did it back well, in the 30s. That's how, you know, that's how Ty Cobb did it. You hey, know, that's like, a, that's no America's sport, yeah. though, look, right? To keep love the same. Ty, you know, like, look, and I can get behind some baseball, but like you have fallen behind the times. Yeah. How long did it take you to get instant replay in your sport when every other sport has had it for a long time? Yeah. You know, it took you too long. Now you're doing it, but like now you're behind the eight ball. Yeah. So and while we're talking about changes, I will going to keep going off on little rants. Um, I think every seven years, um, they should switch what the home team wears as their home sweater. No, I hate it. Uh, because here's the thing. When teams are traveling, sometimes like I think the traveling team should wear the the color jersey. But no. you change it up, Dumb. you know, every seven years. I'm uh, all for change. I hate it. <laughs> uh, Confusing. <laughs> all right. So let's move into winners and losers. Um, right now, the uh, the staple winners for... The playoffs, uh, as of this recording, uh, before the first round, are they can't get any higher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the assist leaders are the well, First off, all the leaders are coming from the same team who are not in the playoffs anymore. Uh, assist leader is uh, what's uh, Ryan Nugent. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, like Robert Nugent. That's not. I right. was thinking Robert as yeah. well. First, but. I was like, yeah, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is uh, with uh, six assists. You've got McDavid with uh, the point leader at nine and McDavid with the goal leader at five, who is sadly no longer getting points for Brandon on his team. <laughs> so that is all he'll get from him. Uh, so that's not, uh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So let's move, let's, uh, let's move into the, uh, we each, the way we'll do this segment is uh, I didn't realize we were doing more than two. Uh, uh, Brandon's got four. You didn't specify anything. You just put winners and losers. I so just went with that's my, my people. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so I've got I did two, four. <laughs> I've got two winners. I've got Scott Lawton, uh, three goals and assist. He scored in every single one of Philly's games and even scored in the exhibition game. 
He's looking good for Philly, man. And with that, Philly's looking good. Talk about a player yeah. that we probably didn't expect to come no. out and actually. Mo- a, a player a lot of people probably didn't know. No, not at all. Absolutely. Well, and we talked about this in our in our group text where you could always tell when someone was frustrated because they would not be joining in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, see, too- you weren't contributing much the last couple of days. <laughs> Dude, I was so bad. I was so mad. Like, look, I'm not going to freak out on the text, but like, I'm also just not going to be a part of your garbage (laughs) no but seriously like we all talked about it like this is like the one thing where like literally we could have all gone through and one of us could have just decided i'm gonna go with just third line guys and if you picked right you could be winning right now you You know like that's the fun about hockey like anybody who listened to the first episode i got railed on by you guys for my shitty defense my defense is carrying my team right now because they I'm getting are. lucky bounces right. from guys like Ryan Graves and uh, and Pionk got me a couple points before the uh, the Jets went out. Most people that are listening know us, and I don't care if you would have had the best defense in the world, Bobby. I'd have still railed on you. <laughs> oh, you got John Carlson and Roman Yossi? Trash. No, that was not Carlson. me. He's got Carlson. I got Hedman and yeah. Yossi. Uh, Head Yossi, I guess Hedman's I should say. Hurt. Yeah, Edmund might be out for a while. He might be. Yeah, well, he may not be. Also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so I've also got Peter Mrazek. Uh, two games played, two wins, no losses, and a 940 save percentage. Whew, man, I still think, in my opinion, one of the uh, uh, was a sleeper pick and one of the best picks pick. I could have made. Yeah, but he's splitting time is the only downfall. So we'll of see. That. So now that we're at the first round, every goalie I saw, and first of all, let me say. Our goalies situation was an absolute shit show. It absolutely, I don't was. think any of our goal like we went in. I know uh, I took Shesterk and he didn't get into the elimination game. My top scorer's out. Merzlikens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Mer- was out for. I think he played one game. Uh, maybe that last. I think he played two games. Maybe that last. Uh, he didn't start either. Yeah. So at least he got me a win and he got me an assist. So yeah. Uh, I don't. Do you have a Halibak? Um, me. No. That was me. He's out. He's gone. He did get me a shutout before he got shut down. Yeah. So at the beginning, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't think a single, like we're like the third day in and not a single one of our goalies (laughs) have played yet. And I was like, wow. But no, I've got Peter Morazic as as a winner. Um, Just showing up, man. And I think he's going to be competitive with Tuka Rask in this series. I can absolutely agree with that. I uh, I do want to highlight that I may not win this, but I am so far the only one with a goalie that has a point. Yeah. So that counts for something, right? Counts. He's out, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to get a goalie goal from uh, somebody. Luckily, uh, Mark goalie been goals are not yeah. a point value. Uh, so you would get uh, nothing. Just you, would get na- you would get nothing. Yeah. For so it. random. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will say that Markstrom. Uh, Simply because yeah. of his consistency and he's the only like he's not splitting time. Yeah, he's got me nine mm-hmm. points. Uh, I'm, I've got 17 total points for my goalies. I don't know how your guys point goalie points. 13 for goalies got here. 13 for goalies. I have a whopping 14. So, I mean, not bad. Okay. Like, but two of mine are out. Frederick Anderson is out and uh, Hellebuck is out for me. Yeah. Hellebuck wasn't uh, wasn't coming strong for <laughs> yeah. me anyway. No. So I'm not too, too worried about that um, with I still have Bennington and Holtby, which I'm really going to yeah. step it up. Uh, but I mean, we we go over to Davey's team and look at his goalies that he has available. He has four goalies in four different series 
that all have a realistic shot of moving on, which yeah. we talked about being a key to this yeah. uh, to this process. Yeah, and I mean, his God, he has the most players right now because I mean, just the way it worked out. I mean, I'm sure I've got one. I mean, do we want to do a quick score update? Uh, we're gonna do that at the end. Okay, uh, let's do, let's finish. Let's keep let's finish off our winners. David, you want to give us your winners? Yeah, I'll go through my winners. And guys, this this first guy here is one of those picks that I was really. It was on the fence about uh, this guy here, and uh, I'm excited about him. Uh, Quinn Hughes, Vancouver, yeah, one goal, five assists. <laughs> now this guy led the Canucks in points in the qualifying round. A defenseman. I mean, that is incredible. Uh, this is a 20 year old rookie. Keep that in mind. He led all rookies in scoring this season with 53 points in 68 games. Now this is most points for a rookie defenseman since Nicholas Lidstrom. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, I'm I'm. It's all right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we all know who Nicholas. Lidstrom is right. That is a household name. So um, that was an impressive. Uh, I was lucky to get that guy. Honestly, yeah. uh, game three he actually set a franchise record for points by a rookie defenseman in a playoff game. He's had um, a lot of a lot of records this yeah, season yeah. for for One, rookie defenseman. And I will say, I think Vancouver's padding some. Not 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 cheating. They said most power play goals in a season. <laughs> It's the playoffs. You don't get to count playoff points yes, towards the regular season points. Hey, they That's not something. how that works. They need something though, right? <laughs> Which means they knew he was one away at the la- like before the break. And I guess because of COVID break, they, they'll they'll the NHL might give it to him. But I'm just like, huh? You don't get that one. Honestly, honestly, uh, I'm gonna let you move into your second winner. But I do want to highlight that this was gonna be one of my winners. Yeah, and. Not even on my team type yeah, of winner. I, you know, and, and these two guys are both on my team, but I also, these two guys were ones that I wanted to highlight was Quinn Hughes and, and Sebastian Ajo for Carolina. Three goals, five assists, uh, got me total of 21 fantasy points, which is one point behind McDavid. Uh, McDavid had 28 fantasy oh, points, Oh, oh I'm incorrect there. So, now, so I mean, update. now he's, he's locked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Still, but I, I, you know, and that he's one of those players that I, I've always really liked, and he's he's not the biggest guy on the ice, but he, he sure can play like he is, and he yeah. played uh, he played fine. I mean, I'm gonna go into Carolina Hurricanes, which is my other winning team there, my other winner there. Um, they played incredibly well without Dougie Hamilton. Obviously, he's a big part of their team. Um, they split, didn't they? Split goaltending Mrazek two games, and then yeah, Reimer, Reimer one game. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of teams did that in the qualifying rounds yeah. to kind of get both ready just in case. Yeah, and I, I like that. Nashville didn't. They went. They went full in on juice. <laughs> they went full sorrows, didn't they? But yeah, no. And so I like that. I like that they they did that. Hopefully, we get to see that, and maybe those two can be, you know, the 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 reason why they go deep. Who knows? But uh, they played fast. They attacked, and the defense moved up the ice. It was incredible. I enjoyed watching them. Um, I feel like they've got a lot of confidence heading into the Boston series, and uh, I've got a lot of faith in the Carolina Hurricanes right now. And I so, do too. I think we all three have them winning yeah. round one. And, and I think that's pretty, I mean, I think it's all good for all of us when Boston sure. inevitably wins. We all at least <laughs> miss this, miss the right one. I mean, I want to like, I want to piggyback on your point of played well without Dougie Hamilton. I don't know. And I, and I mentioned this in the group text, Jacob Slavin played like a superstar defenseman. Yeah. And we talked about that. If they can get Dougie Hamilton back, that's great. But if they can get J- Jacob Slavin to play 
like he played in this past series, I think that it doesn't matter if Hamilton comes in. Yeah. And that's frustrating for me as a guy who has Hamilton, who was told he's going to be ready for the series. Jacob Slavin played amazing and hockey. Talk about a time that they really needed him to step up to. Yep. And that's their going to be their guy. That's their blue liner right now. So Agreed. I think those are three great winners. I think, Bobby, I think you had really two really good winners. Um, I've got four winners, mostly just like based on, you know, I didn't know really how we were framing this. So like mostly mine are just winners on my team for different reasons. I'm going to start, I'm going to go over to go up to Montreal and start with Shea Weber. One of my last defenseman picks, you guys both made the joke, like he's going to get hurt. Two goals, two two assists, 10 fantasy points. He was a great late pickup for me, but he provided a much-needed physical presence for the Habs. He dominated that series, whether he was scoring or he wasn't, and he kept those Penguin stars in check. And I think that that is going to be critical when he goes to play the Flyers. You know, I mean, not that they have the same caliber of stars, but if you can play that way against Malkin and Crosby, he's going to be necessary for the the Habnadians to to compete. In my opinion, <clears throat> I agree completely. That's not going to be an easy contest, yeah. and they're going to need they're going to need some defense out there against that that Flyers team. So agreed, agreed. And so he got me ten fantasy points. Um, I I found one of my winners to be a guy that's out, and I found that odd, but. Connor McDavid, it shows that things are going good for you. Things are going bad for you. He's one of the best in this league. And I think he he's being drowned out by Edmonton. And they're just not, not doing it for him. You know, yeah. like they, they keep bringing in guys and keep bringing in. They're not completing this team around him in my opinion uh five goals four assists three power play points a game winner 28 fantasy points the top scorer and he may score outscore fantasy point wise a lot of the guys on my teams and being out in four games you know that's ridiculous he looked amazing i got my money's worth even though he's out my first round pick and i don't get any more points for him it was exactly what I said, though. I can't afford to pass this guy up yeah. as my first pick, yep. and that's and that's ridiculous. And I really am frustrated with. I'm frustrated for this guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the best hockey players we've seen, and I, I don't want to necessarily compare him to the great one, but but there are some comparisons there. There's comparisons yeah. there, and. If this man goes through his whole career, I think he's won, what, one playoff series ever? Is that ridiculous to yeah. you guys or yeah, what? Yeah. I mean, you awful. know, like that's that's awful. And it's and it's it's tough to see. And it's tough. And especially losing the Blackhawks, a team that I don't feel right. like any of us wanted to see win, but all saw that possibility. That's rough. That that sucks. But I'm I'm going to count him on one of my winners because he's shown time and time again why he is considered the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun when he eventually goes to like Tampa or somewhere. Gosh, could yeah. you imagine? My third winner that I have, Taylor Hall. 
Got me 10 fantasy points, a goal, three assists, and a power play point. A late pickup for me, and he's moving on. Yeah. And and he actually guaranteed that for the first time with the past three years, a Taylor Hall team wouldn't have the first overall pick. That's, you know, <laughs> that's... Uh, I didn't know that. I'm impressed. Yeah. He looked he looked good to me. He looked, even when he wasn't scoring, I mean, that's not tremendous. I mean, four points is not out of this world or anything, but overall he made a difference in the hockey game every time he stepped yeah. onto the ice. I think um, that goal he scored in game three, it was like, yeah, game three was the, was the dagger to the Preds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was where, that was where it kind of just went. Yeah. Which is fitting because he ends the season of the team, which he'll be on next year. Probably <laughs> he'll, he'll probably <laughs> find his way to the Preds. We'll see. <laughs> uh, my fourth winner, and again, a guy that I don't necessarily believe in. I talked about it a couple weeks ago when we did our draft. Shea Theodore. Yeah, dude. From Vegas. He been killing it. Yeah. He has been killing it, but he has he's completely changed my thought process on Shea Theodore. I said it when I drafted him. It was at a point in time where I don't feel like I could have passed him up with the with the remaining defense. Vegas has looked good. Davey mm-hmm. called that. He he said you got to watch out for Vegas. Two goals, two two assists, a power play point, eleven fantasy points for me. Three games. That's uh, they're looking strong. Incredible. Man. Can they get past Kane and the Blackhawks? That is the question. I think that, yes. I think yes too. I do. Yeah? I mean, that team just looked incredible. They I mean, really, really did. And uh, you know, I'm I, yeah. I I I I've been talking about it like Bobby has though. It's freaking 2020, dude. Yeah. 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 The worst year in in my recent memory. Yeah, Patrick Kane is probably going to win another cup. Yeah. You and know honestly, what I'm saying? Could, like, you, could you imagine four months ago discussing a Vegas for Chicago? Uh, matchup in the first round the first round no no no. i mean you know but so i'm i'm gonna tell you boys i'm a i'm a believer in shea theodore i think that he is has really shown what he can do in this league Mm -hmm. and i'm a believer in robin leonard dude i mean i'm not not a believer in him you know i mean i'm not super super high on him or anything but like i've Smack talked Vegas a whole lot in the past three, four years that they've been in the league. And they just keep smacking me back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's really hard for me to sit here and not believe in somebody that has shown you time and time again yep. that they know how to win. They know what it takes. They it's I mean, hard it's hard to bet against that team right now. And and I think I, I hope everybody picked him over Chicago. I, did. I, I mean, picked I, Chicago did in you? seven. Did, oh, man. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think it was more of a, I definitely think Vegas can win, mm-hmm. but it is more of a. I, I, had him our, inside. I had him going seven games, but I had Vegas. Yeah. It is more of a, it, with us three, what's going to make us different is going to be that one game. It's you exactly know, what it's and that be. one series. And so, like, I literally had Vegas when I was creating the bracket and I went back and I said, you know what? No, <laughs> Chicago has looked too good. Yeah. They're too experienced. I just, I just, I mean, being the youngest team in the entire playoffs, they're too experienced, you know? Right. But, but with guys like Kane and Jonathan Taze is playing better hockey than we've seen him play in a long time. Where did he come from, right? 
I just couldn't help but watch every little thing he was um, doing was accurate. Every place that every puck that went in any corner, that man was there. That man was skating we fast. He was in the right place at the right time. We haven't Impressive. seen him play hockey like that in a long time. And I would say Kane had a, not a horrible series, but a lackluster series. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so. I mean, most of his points came from like some trash. Like I think some empty, empty netters. Yeah. And, you yeah. got him, right? Bob. Yeah, I got, yeah. Yeah. He got nine points for me in total. Okay. He got nine. one goal, three apples. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean. For a guy that when one of the best players in the league has a goal and three assists and you say, ah, that's an okay. See, that's yeah. that's when you got to watch out. And Kubalik, I don't know if any of us have him, I but don't we're think freaking so. idiots, dude. You <laughs> took Ryan Graves, for goodness sake. The dude had five <laughs> points in game one. And, you know, not no offense to Ryan Graves or anything, but like. He had a monster series, so I'm I'm worried for the for the Vegas Golden Knights, and I don't think that I have any Chicago Blackhawks. So, like, believe me when I say I'm rooting for Vegas because I need to keep one of my few guys in. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I'm really looking forward to that series. Uh, probably not as much as Bruins Canes, but it's right on up there for sure. Definitely. So let's move into our losers. Uh, we're going to work our way back over, uh, to, to my end. Uh, Brandon, why don't you start us off with your losers? Yeah. Um, again, I kind of went with the same guiding principle that I went with on the, on my winners and it's really how it affected me. So pretty much every part of my life, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Blake Wheeler, dude, two of your top stars go out on the jets. You get one assist and then. I'm going to combine that with Connor Hellebuck with one win. And not only just getting one win, you lost two of your big stars. It's understandable you lost the series. But you just did he just did not look like a Vesna candidate. No. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought, but he did not look even in his win, he didn't look good. No. You know, I mean, uh letting a late goal to let the shutout go. I mean, it that the Jets just overall looked bad. And you kind of talked about it, or I think you're gonna talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal the entire jet because I mean I, I think that we could all put Jets on our on our loser list and it would be for sure fine. Yeah. And that's you know? one of those teams though that I said a couple weeks ago that Watch out. Maybe that team is going to be the one that comes through, and then you can't lose your two best guys in the first game. But I mean, when it's hard to call that take wrong, because again, I think Mark Shifley's the glue that holds everything together on that team. And when you not, not only you lose him, but you lose him very early in the first period of the series. That's demoralizing for a team to lose your, your leader, you know, your guy that, that, your top line centerman that's going to kind of guide everything. Yep. Uh, but just for me personally, Blake Wheeler and Connor Hellebuck really, really shit the bed for me, dude. Four fantasy points between those two guys and out. Um, my next one, um, while obviously bad for me personally, bad for this guy personally, Evgeny Malkin, to, uh, an assist in the entire series. I know that we were all sitting there watching. I, you know, there's probably a few games here and there that we missed. I didn't get to see a whole bunch of the Jets games. Pittsburgh Canadians. I'm on the edge of my seat or my bed because they played late <laughs> every time. But every game, he just didn't look like the same 
guy, right? He, he did. did he, he did not nope. look like. I mean, it's not like he just only scored an assist and he was up in there and just had some bad bounces. He looked like a bad hockey player that that series to I me. Say, he looked like a bitch. Did you even hear his name during these games? I hardly I, heard his name. I man. heard his name when they were talking about how we're not hearing his name. You know, <laughs> like uh, I mean, so exactly, exactly. But I want to kind of transition that into. Sidney Crosby, had, while having two goals and assist, eight fantasy points for me. I mean, last year, we, we all want to talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning getting swept. But no, because of that, because they were so good last year and the Blue Jackets of all teams swept them, we never want to talk about the Penguins getting swept last year. The entire Penguins team, to an extent, maybe minus Jank Gunzel, will they ever be elite again? Uh, not in not in this current era of the Sidney Crosby. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. So? I don't either. Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to see that as well. And then, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, they. They won three. I mean, it's hard. Sure, sure. I mean, I it's mean, a they, great they, thing they had if a, we're talking personally. Well, yeah, but I mean, they had such a great dynasty that I don't think they, I in mean. T- in terms of hockey, though, I mean, you never want to see two of what what are arguably some of the greatest players that we've, especially that we've ever got to see play hockey. It's not that they, they, them losing a playoff series to a hard-fought Canadians team. It's almost like they gave up the playoff series to the Habs. You know, that's yeah. more of that's more of what's fre- frustrating as a and look, I, I said when I picked these two guys really high, I'm, I said, I hope that they're out. You know, like I don't want them to win, but yeah. you also don't want to see them crash and burn like yeah. this. Right. You almost have to think if, you know, for the last y- two years now, they've been straddling that. You know, out in the first round, so they get a bad pick, but you know, they just they're getting older. You have did did they tank for the chance at a very at a first at a first overall? Because here's there the, is and I mean I, I hear I, I hear I what you're it. saying. It's very it's there it's is a, not a chance there is not a <clears throat> chance in hell those two guys tanked. I'm not saying Crosby and Malkin tanked, but you know, they you know, it's about who you put around them. And if I the mean, coach isn't putting, you know, I agree with that. I well, mean, I'm not saying it. I, I don't. I don't think it happened. I'm just saying that for those two guys who are superstars in the league, two, uh, one of them is the face of the league. For them just to not show up, and let's be honest here, they they were moving into irrelevancy because they kept getting middle of the road picks. They were not going to make it past the first round this year. Uh, they just they were kind of just treading water and they have been for the last let year me, and a half let me guys ask you this though we're talking about a team that had a all-star goalie did how how much did they even play jari yeah it's um, almost like they put the guy in who they know would get give him a chance at lafreniere <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean that's obviously i while i disagree i mean it's i mean yeah. it's hard to, guys, it's hard to and, ask yeah, that question here's the thing I mean, what people don't understand about when pro teams tank tanking is not as hey guys go out and lose this game it's the front office talking to the head coach and the gm saying hey we're not saying go out and lose this game 
but it wouldn't be the worst thing. And then the coach saying, I feel like I they made you. moves this year. I mean, Jason Zucker, yeah. Jason yeah. Zucker looked really good. Yeah, and I Jake Gunsel looked really spot. good. And I think they made moves, and then maybe something they realized something in the break that maybe something maybe something happened off the ice with Malkin that we don't know about, and they said, hey. We're gonna have to make some moves this offseason to get some young talent to replace Malkin. Malkin was like, I gotta I gotta insert myself into the presidential election. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think they're I mean, looking back at it now and they're saying, Well, this isn't so bad that we're out now right here, right? Like so I think that it's time. Maybe that era's yeah. over and it's time for them to pack up their bags and move on to their next direction. I think that's might be what it is. I really do. Yeah, because so. I mean here's the thing. If you Sidney Crosby is still Sidney Crosby. You, but I mean, he is still a superstar and he's elite. And Malkin, unless something crazy happened in those four months, is still elite. And they have young players, but there just seems to be a missing piece. Yeah. A missing piece of the puzzle that if they like can a, get a good young player. I think to, it's like a, I think it's more of a, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's youth as much as I think it's a guy like Phil Kessel that always kind of yeah. mm-hmm. brought that in and. Let those top two lines not have to take all the heat because they had a guy on that third line that could definitely score on you if yeah. you if you let it. I think it's more of that. Uh, I mean, yeah. we can all agree that their cup winning teams were more complete teams than yeah. what they've been lately. They definitely yeah. were. I would right. I would love to see Kessel in Edmonton, dude. I think if Phil Kessel was in Edmonton right now, that you know that would give them- you want Edmonton to ruin <laughs> Phil Kessel too. <laughs> Okay, so let's move into my final losers. Um, I keep combining them <laughs> because acting like it's not two different ones. <laughs> but these these two guys are just on two playing teams that just didn't seem to show up. But let's see what the actual playoffs will bring. Claude Giroux, no points whatsoever. Nothing. You know, not they didn't, they didn't need his points. Didn't need them, they and that's didn't. what I'm saying. Let's see what let's see what this brings. This is not necessarily losers as much as they just didn't perform to where I think they yeah. should. And then Nicholas Backstrom, I feel like he had one assist, two fantasy points. Those two guys, Claude Giroux and Nicholas Backstrom, got me two fantasy points. Now they get an opportunity. They had three games. Were they holding back, or is this what I'm to expect through the next few series? And I don't think, you know, and yes, I know I myself have said, oh, I think they're holding back. I think it's less a conscious effort to hold back as much as it is, is these pro athletes at the top of their game are animals of habit. They're animals of competition. And if that competition, if, if that risk isn't there, then I don't think that they are naturally... I think they're subconsciously just not doing what they would do if they know, hey, this is we're getting close to an elimination game. I can absolutely 100 percent agree with that. I th- I think that is literally what I'm saying. That's literally why I asked the question of. Let's see what the or, or yeah. said, let's see what the actual playoff springs, because yeah. I don't want to say these guys are, are my top losers because they only scored me two points. Let's see what the playoff, yeah, because yeah. now we're in the playoffs. You I know what I'm saying? We're playoffs. Playoffs. It's a whole different team. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and that's why, you know, when we get to my losers, uh, my twos, my two, my own, I have th- only three goose eggs on my offense and two of them are Pasternak and Marchand. I believe yeah. that when push comes to shove, when it's time to to get rolling, are they better? Really? I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna turn it up a notch. Yeah, I think I, the competition is gonna be there, and I think that they're gonna show up. But I could be wrong. They could just get swept. I have. I have three total goose eggs. Uh, 
Giroux, as I just spoke about. Adam Fox, which I made a really bold statement, and was like, I was like, <laughs> Davey, he's not even the best. D'Angelo's not even the best defenseman on the team. And then my dude scores <laughs> nothing. Uh, and then I have Jordan Bennington. So, not horrendous or anything, but, you know, I mean, that's not... You ready for this? That's not what you want to see. You ready for my goose eggs? Yeah. yeah. Ten. Jeez. <laughs> Let me list them real quick. <laughs> Ovechkin. Vladimir Tarasenko, Mark Scheifele, Steven Stamkos, Patrick Laine, John Carlson, Chris Letang, Alex Petrangelo, Tyson Berry, Ben Bishop. A couple of those are staying goose eggs, too. Yeah. yeah Stamkos <laughs> four of maybe. them are completely out. Stamkos yeah. might be, too. We'll see. Yeah, I don't my, know. My goose eggs are Pasternak, Marchand, Max Pacioretty, uh... Mikhail Sergachev, which I think he'll he'll start getting so once. I'm surprised he didn't get any points at all. Uh, and Tuka Rask, uh, and Shesterkin, who's out. Um, not as surprised Shesterkin. Uh, I think that after seeing that first game with uh with, with Lundqvist in, I was like, yeah, they're giving it to they're giving it to the old guy. I think I think I think he was. I think I, that he, he was he wasn't hurt the first one. I don't think it. Let's be sit here and be honest. I don't think it would have mattered. No, I think he would have had goose. I think it would have been more embarrassing if he went out and just lost three straight. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, for but sure. I, I think Shostakin could have stolen one game. I, I just think, don't think he could, man. Not because he's bad, but because the Canes look so yeah. good. It's um, true, Davey. I think it is time for us to hear your losers, and I think you have really good options here, man. Yeah. So. uh Back to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, it was tough go around. I had Patrick Laine and Mark Shifley on my fantasy team. That was a very unfortunate situation. Both injured in the first game of the postseason. Uh, that it's uh, that that was unfortunate. Just absolutely unfortunate yeah. for the team and for yeah, me. That, and, hurt. Uh, that team's been unhealthy all season, though. Really, they have not. They've just had guys go up and down, up and down, and it just was unfortunate. It was not looking like the Winnipeg Jets were going to have that season. Uh, obviously, they didn't have Bufflin, and they traded for they traded Truba out last summer, and they they lost Tyler Myers and Ben Sherratt to the free agency. So their def- defensemen. There's nobody. There's really nobody there. We got Pionk and and I mean, come on. I mean, when, and the defense. The defense is used to be what really bolstered them. Even yes. if they didn't have a fantastic offense, they had physical defensemen. Exactly. That's what they were known for. That was their identity. Where Where did their identity go? I, I don't think yeah. they have one right now. So I, I agree with that. That's a I really think, good point. And I think that's why they kind of. Uh, they faltered. Obviously, they had one bright side this season, but was he a bright side? Connor Hellebuck. I mean, was he? I mean, for the most part, the season he was decent, but he. I, I don't. Mean, see, I, if we're being honest here, had an okay season. I'm not sitting yeah. here. Vesna finalist? Though? No, as much as I hate Bennington, Bennington should have been in there. Vesna yeah. finalist? Connor Hellebuck of Vesna? I don't think. I, I think that that is absurd. To yeah, me. I agree. I, I, I just. And you know. I really hope, listen, not hope, but I, I think that. The voters for the Vesna Trophy sees these playoff games, and while they're not supposed to vote on the playoff games, they're voting on the playoff game. And his sure. yeah. his shit show in the playoffs is going to play into him not getting it for yeah. sure. I I mean, I, I look again. I don't like Bennington, and that would be really hard to tell because I like draft him for everything. <laughs> I I think that that was a slap in the face to. To him and what he's brought in the last few years. Vassy, I, I think Vasilevsky had a good season. 
But if we're comparing seasons, I don't think that he had a better season than Jordan Bennington on a less potent. Yeah. On a less right. potent. I think it's team. the second half of the season for the Blues that really kind of was, was you know. Yeah, but like, don't we vote on? Don't we vote on who had the best season over a totality? Yeah, no, you know, no, no, I, I know no, what you're I'm saying. On I know your side. you're not yeah. voting. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, just to counter that point, like, and I think it has to do. I think there's a lot of different factors that shouldn't matter that do. When yeah. I mean, I think his off ice antics. I think the fact that he's so young and they're thinking he'll get another chance. Some of these guys, Hallibeck might not get any more chances out of Vesna. So I think that all put that shouldn't. Yeah. But I think that those unfortunately do play a part, but you know, it's, it's, it's human nature. It is yeah. the, it is the, it is the worst part of sports voting. It really and, is. And you know, I, I, I don't, how do you fix it? Because it's not, this is how you, you fix either it. want you, you take all the stats, you put them on a piece of paper, you put no name next to it, no age, no team, and you have them yeah, draw but, the stats and look at the, cause that's what this is about. It's yeah, about the but stats. It, but see, but like, again, I think that takes out that element to it. That is, you know, like sometimes they get it right. And the guy that maybe not has the, that maybe doesn't have the best stats should win. And I think that's the problem is how do you pick unbiased individuals to to pick these people or just guys that are picking well, the teams then they that should they at least like. do the blo- they should at least do the blind drawing for the finalists and then from the finalists okay. I feel they, like that's okay. fair I feel like that's a f- more fair way to do it you want to say who the best goalie was I guess I get what you're saying because at the end of the day while stats necessarily aren't everything. Technically, they are yeah. because the guy with yeah. the most wins, it doesn't matter if he had more goals yeah. scored on him or whatever. He won more. And, and what they games. and one thing they could do is one of the biggest things across all sports when it comes to voting is inconsistency. So here's what you do: you as a league make a decision. You know, because every year it seems, oh, well, what's more important this year, shutouts or wins? You say, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, you, you shut, give it so shutouts are worth the, value. Yeah, sh- shutouts sure. are worth four. This is worth that. Then it's no, no confusion. There is no favorites. There is this guy did this, this guy did this, and this guy did this. Well, it's why the guy that wins the Rocket Richard. No one argues. <laughs> scored the most goals. Yeah. Well, except for this year, two guys got it, but they and they tied. But <laughs> well, technically, one guy got yeah, it. Yeah, Ovi got it. I got the points for it. Yeah. Um, uh, Davey, you're second. Yeah, loser, yeah. So uh, I've got uh, Boston Bruins. Man, this team right here. Uh, disappointment. I know it was only you know it wasn't it wasn't a full series or anything like that, but this is a team that I think everybody expected their big guys to show up. Um, were they holding back, like you mentioned earlier, about potentially the uh, the Capitals? I don't know. I mean, were they holding back? I don't know. But uh, Brad Marchand, David Pasenak, and uh, Patrice Bergeron and Charlie Coyle combined for three points in uh, those games. That's that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it, and uh, especially against Carolina now. So um, that was that was very frustrating. Uh, no points at all for Pasta and Marshawn. None, zero goose eggs. As you, but also know. didn't lick anybody in the face. Yep. He did. So. so that's an extra point for me. Success. No, it was ten <laughs> points for the face lick. Well, and I think he got extra neg- one point for not. I think he get neg- He gets negative <laughs> ten for no licking. So, right. uh, but uh, I mean, Charlie McAvoy got me five points. So I mean, yeah, it was something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was, was was he the bright spot of the Bruins? <laughs> yeah, when Charlie McAvoy is this bright spot of the Bruins, there's an issue. <laughs> yeah, as a guy that had, had you know when he was his rookie season had a really good offensive year, and he was he's just 
not an offensive guy. He brings so much to the Bruins defensively yeah. that it, I think it was more of a fluke-esque season where a lot of things fell his way and he kind of came out. And in the fantasy world, people were all about Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. And he's just really not that type of player. He brings so much to a team, but not offensively necessarily. And so for him to come out and have a good series, I mean, that's awesome for, for you and your, uh, in your Bobby Bruins, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like you would really have expected him to get a few assists and whatnot, but you were really looking for, and me personally, we're also looking for Bergeron to be feeding the monsters. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? The, yeah. the, the, so I'm going to need pasta. McAvoy to Marchand to Pasternak on the, the upcoming series. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You need them. I'm going to need Bergeron to Bergeron. <laughs> Bergeron unassisted. But if you would have told me when you picked these guys that they wouldn't have been the guys getting the points for you, I would have thought you were crazy. Cause that, <laughs> I mean, me too, man. I mean, what's crazy is I'm in the lead and like, I have a solid lead. Like there was a, a couple, like there was a couple days when I think you took the lead. For I a did day. take the lead. I made sure I made, <laughs> I made that known in the group tag. And then it was like, 15 minutes later, yeah. I was like, damn, <laughs> shouldn't have said uh, it was intermission. Anything. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'll go into uh, another loser here. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, again, I'm, I'm going on some of these teams that d- that did not play a full series, but I feel like, yeah, the, you're kind of talking like I was talking, right? Like, and what's so gonna happen? It, it's, it is hard for me to put them in, in the losers category, but I'm gonna, because Ovechkin had no points. He had five shots. I mean, that is not Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's it's that that low of shots is what kind of concerns me about. Yeah, him. I mean, if if you want to go deep, you need Ovechkin to show up. He's the leader of your team. You need yeah. him to show because up. Because here's the thing: Alex Ovechkin is a different animal than everyone else. He's I don't care what kind of game it is. He loves to shoot. He's shooting no matter what, whether no whether there's competition or not. So the fact that he, I don't know if it was a lack of them feeding him or he just something something didn't click. If we're yeah. being if we're being honest, because again. It's a big difference in Sidney Crosby in a playing round and Alex Ovechkin in the play in the round robin series. Yeah. I think exactly what you said earlier, Bobby, is completely accurate. It doesn't mean a hill of beans to him to be in any of the I don't he didn't care if he got number four, number three, number two, number one. Ovechkin was ready for the playoffs and he wasn't in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and I'm not saying that's 100% going to be the fact, but it was such a good point that these guys are so built on the competitive nature of this to give them three, what is essentially boils down to an exhibition game. I don't think Ovechkin cared who he played yeah. in that yeah. next series, you know? And I feel like I that was, was just so kind of warming up his legs. If anything, these were like, just that's just let's form. get ready for the actual first round. Yeah. Of Cause yeah. we could come I mean, in, like we said on the regular show, Alex Ovechkin can come out and have three hatties. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's, and that's we would, the kind we of would guy not be surprised. But like, yeah, that, that's what he does. He could that's, be a winner next, uh, in a couple weeks. That's he the, really could yeah. be, you know, that's the kind of guy that we're talking about here where I hear why he's on your losers. Because I mean, again, zero points, five shots, but three meaningless games right. that meant nothing to anything. You know, it's hard to judge a guy that we may see 
beat the goal record. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like sure. we're talking about a guy that we have literally been alive for every single one of his goals. And we may see somebody finally pass Wayne Gretzky, yeah. you know, so hard. there's a season next year. It's hard to, Oh, that's, I mean, that, that, that really will hurt. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's why they're going to do an 82 game season. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I, think the, I think the math was for him to beat it. He would need like 60 goals over the next five or six seasons. Oh. And I, thought get, was, I thought it was like 40. Was goals. it 40? I thought it was. Yeah. Nothing, okay. Well, I think it was reasonable it, it, numbers, but still, but still a lot. It's a reasonable, I mean, reasonable got, for him. Still high for, I mean, a 40, yeah. asking somebody to get 40 goals over six, or seven yeah, years when he's he already, got, what is he? 39 now? 40. Yeah. No, no. 34 years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, and we're talking about a guy that got like what? 47 goals in, uh, in 50 some odd games. Like, I mean, we're right. talking about something that's totally still possible without yeah. like missing some seasons and stuff. And honestly, if there is no, you know, fans and stuff, I think that there is no way this dude in a regular 60 game season, a guy that doesn't have many injury, his uh, doesn't have much injury history doesn't score 60 goals no. you know what i'm saying so uh um, for sure I, I think i'm i think i listed ovechkin mainly because i'm slightly bitter because sure. i have him on my fantasy sure team. and seeing that zero on there is not what i want to see That's so tough. I mean, it's tough but uh, I'll, I'll go into my last loser real quick and it's uh ben bishop dallas stars um one start in the round robin against uh vegas he played um Four goals against. Uh, that is a rough outing. Um, is Anton Hudobin the new guy? I mean, he played incredible in that last game. I mean, Bobby looked, and I are really hoping so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure you are, and I'm, I'm kind of, and that's why I kind of pose the question: Is is Doby the new guy? I mean, I he played good. He's he's been the great. He's been a great secondary goalie all season. I mean, this man is, I mean, I think Dallas had been potentially one of the best one-two punches in hockey when it comes to goaltenders. Um, I'm slightly biased, of course, but sure. but I do believe that Doby has what it takes say, to go deep. As a non-biased person, I would say the third or fourth best. I would say throughout the season, now obviously not the playoffs, had to be had to be Halak and Rask. Yeah. And then Murray and, and Jari. Mm-hmm. And then a close battle, but only what happened towards the end of the season, Leonard and Flurry. Yeah. They have yeah. given him a For good sure. run. But I would say that I would probably put them at four. And I mean, Kadopin, you hated to see him skate out there because, I mean, that's a high likelihood that. I feel like Kadobin is more consistent of a goalie. Yeah, for sure. I feel like Ben Bishop's highs are much higher than Kadobin's, but his lows are so low. Yeah, he, he just injuries, man. They're they're always been a problem for him too, and it. I think it's a mental thing for him yeah, too. It, it could you know, be. It, could it, be. It, it just seems like he gets in that zone, and there ain't nobody that's scoring on Ben Bishop. Right. But put one past him. And then just it's falls. just in his mind at that point. Yeah, so. that that's one of those those teams too that <clears throat> they don't score a lot of goals. Dallas does not score a lot of goals, so you're relying on your goaltenders in this situation. Basically, yeah. I mean, your offense is not going to show up. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what's going to happen. I'm also kind of nervous, and quite frankly, I don't think it's going to pan out well, nicely. We talked for about him, we talked about on the earlier episode, and I guess it would probably be you know good for us to get your opinion on it. Would you consider Tyler Sagan and Jamie Benn to be superstars in this league? I would have said when we re-signed them both, absolutely. Yeah. 
it has not panned out that way at all. They are not superstars in my opinion. Now let right me now. hit you with this, and and this was kind of a not an argument, but a discussion that me and Bobby got into. I would say that those two guys are stars in this league. Yeah. Not only because they play for the stars, I want to highlight. I would say their consistency is the difference in a superstar and a star. Right? I feel like yes. that's a fair statement. You're those incredibly guys, accurate. Those guys are scary players when they decide they want to turn it on. Yeah. But they'll just shut it down for a few games. And they're completely, to me, different types of players. You got yeah. Ben with the big body and the, and the guy who's not afraid to be physical. And Sagan's just got that wicked shot with the speed. And that, I mean, we're not seeing these guys show up. That mm-hmm. is why Dallas has a very little chance to beat the Flames, in my opinion. And I'm a Stars fan. I don't yeah. I don't see it happening. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's getting frustrating. And I think they're frustrated, and it's, too. And it's funny because... I think this is like, I think we're having the same conversation on two podcasts, Bobby. (laughs) But I said, those two guys, because of their inconsistency, why we think that they may have a very little chance of beating the Flames is the exact reason that I think that I would not be surprised if they go out and sweep the Flames. You know what I'm saying? Because they could just show up. Bishop could show up. And I think that's the star's problem is... You never know who you're going to get. Yeah. We talked about a little bit of our bias over the Preds. That is, we we should have known. We should have known what we were going to get because we saw it all season. You never know what Stars team is going to show up. So I think Ben Bishop is a is a great loser that could be a winner. Yeah. When we come into come into a couple weeks from yeah, now. For sure. Yep. Um before I get into my losers, I looked up the stat that he need uh Ovi needs 48 goals over the next 6 seasons. Okay. That's not not, not, not impo- 6 seasons at at 40. Yeah. I mean, but obviously if you get a condensed season, we yep. you know that article was written before the COVID break. So he obviously I don't know what his final goal number was this year. Um but I think that I think he'll get it. You always um, believe it's August real quick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. I, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> August hockey, baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, let me start off my losers with a guy who I did not want him to come to the team. I called it from the beginning. Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne is a loser. Both on the ice, off the ice. He is not a winner. I don't believe he'll ever get himself a Stanley Cup. And he needs to be gone from this team if Nashville ever wants to win a cup. He had one goal, one assist, and negative four. And the biggest thing is, if he was going to play like a third or fourth liner, fine. But he would have to be getting paid like a third or fourth liner. He's making, he's a $8 million salary cap hit. He is a waste of space. He he does not belong on that roster. And I think that, you know what, with Matthew <clears throat> Shane, he could show up. He he really he he I really could not and listen I I love I would love to be proved wrong uh, nothing would make me happier than Matt Duchesne proving me wrong and coming out but I haven't seen it this season and so I uh, he not only is he a loser for the playoffs he was a loser for the season I think that um, while I think that you're being a little harsher than I necessarily would be I'm pretty sure that the three of us had this conversation in Dallas. That was my biggest problem with yeah. it. It's not that I don't think Matt Duchesne is a good player. It's that $8 million is a lot of money. Yeah. He got overpaid. That's no a doubt lot about of it. money. He, he got, he, he got money because 
they went out there with a not so fantastic team and swept the lightning. In my opinion, we paid a guy eight million dollars, and, and again, I I don't want to. I feel like I'm feeling your frustration, Bobby. I don't think it's to that extent, but he got paid eight million dollars for the last month of a season and a playoff series. That's it. That's literally why he got his money. Yeah. I've been hearing talk about Matt Duchesne coming and playing cocky here when he was on Colorado. And then when he went to Ottawa. Yeah. And then when he came here, if you pay him $6 million, yeah, that may be a little much, but like that's reasonable to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's reasonable money. $8 million is a lot of, a lot of cheddar. It is. And I'll, I'll be the first to admit in Dallas, when we spoke about this, we had this conversation. I remember this, and yeah. I told you I think it's a so great side that brewery. You remember this? I, yep. I said Matthew Shane's going to be an excellent addition to the Nashville Predators. He is going to make his money, and he's going to earn it. I will absolutely admit I am incredibly wrong. I mean, yeah. I, I, it it has been sad to say the it's least. Fr- yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, if you feel a lot of Bobby's frustration coming out, I feel like yeah. it's not that bad because we can talk his stats in the playoffs all we want, but like we're paying a lot of money to a lot of people that also didn't. Yeah, do it. you know what and I'm that's saying. Why I also like, brought up his regular season stats. Yeah, I mean, no, no, because I mean, there's a lot of players in the Preds who were losers this playoffs. While I mean, disagreeing, while disagreeing at at the level you're. I mean, it's hard to sit. I, it's, I don't have arguments against it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying uh, is. I, but I, I mean, you guys literally remember me saying this like $8 million is too much money for a quarter of a season in a playoff series. And yeah. so yep. I agree. Good, good call. Yeah. Go Especially, ahead. and I will, we'll, I'll touch on this. And my, so my second one uh, is the Dallas Stars in general. Uh, I've got five. They had five goals uh, and eleven goals against. Uh, I mean, that's that's in, ugly. In three, three games. In three three games. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they have now not won a regulation game in a hundred and sixty-six days. It's a long time. And I thought it was going to be they haven't won a game straight up in one hundred and sixty days for a little bit there until the last couple seconds of that final game. Um, hey, there's very few yeah, teams they, that I'll cheer for the Dallas Stars over. Yeah. But the Blues, that's most certainly one of them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have looked like shit for months until the third, until the very last of, the, of that third period. Yeah. Um, and it was against the shittier looking Blues team, you know, so it's really hard to see them going far. And I feel bad for them, honestly, because if you, if they played the their regular season like they did pretty much the last month of the of the regular season in this they should be the ones with the biggest chance to get uh Lafreniere i mean they need a player like that um <clears throat> but moving on uh my final one John Tavares dude two goals one assist negative two and it's less his stats and more the fact of what he's doing, he missed a wide open net to tie a game in an elimination game. It's yeah, I would say, mm. yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Less the stats, more the impact. Yeah, like he's having. And here, and, and here's the thing. And I listen. I hate when people bitch about, oh, this guy should be captain. So I'm not saying that I, I think this guy should be captain. I'm more confused about what's leading to this. I'm don't understand why the team is not 
voting for Austin Matthews to be captain. Yeah, I he's think he's been there for longer. Fair. He seems better on the ice. Yeah. He's a better he's a better leader in the community. He is the face of that franchise. I uh while I I mean, is there problems in the locker room? Is that what's called? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm sure that there is. I mean, they have been dysfunctional because coaching and the pressure that Toronto yeah. puts on you, I think it's like LA in basketball. Especially now you know they're saying? not even playing in the Toronto playoffs. Uh, but <laughs> I would say that while I agree absolutely, absolutely on your take on Tavares, it's hard to see Matthews with that maturity to be the center and, and, and be the captain. And I get know. that, but yeah. t- I mean, Tavares sure is. I mean, there are other players on that team I think that they could find. I mean, and now I get it. No, There's I mean, no- it's, I mean, I would say that Tavares is the obvious choice that has not shown. I think that there's a, I think that it's, it, it, it is absolutely what you get when you have, have guys go play for the Lakers. Everybody wants to go and play for the Lakers. Everybody wants to go and play for the Yankees until you get there and all the pressure that is, that is involved with it. Yeah. It is a different ball game when you're the captain of the New York Islanders, where you're in the spotlight a little bit, but you're not. You're not even the most popular team in your city to going to the mecca of hockey. And I mean, I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying. Tavares could be that guy. He made the wrong choice. Everybody on earth wanted Tavares to come play hockey for them. Mm-hmm. I think he made the biggest mistake of his entire life by not staying at the Islanders. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't disagree at all. I with think, that. and here's the thing, I don't think it's <laughs> Tav- I don't think Tavares is a bad, I think he's a great hockey, but I don't, I do oh. not see Tavares as the way I see, as the way I see Matt Duchesne. I think he would succeed in another system. That's, I think that Toronto system is destroying him. And I think that you've got, you know, there are some players that can thrive. Okay. I think Austin Matthews I is think, thriving in Toronto. I think he, uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. Austin Matthews has been the, Mecca of American hockey coming up, going up in Phoenix. He was a touted draft pick. He, you know, was so excited to be that guy in the place where hockey seems like it was born almost. Tavares never seemed like that Toronto Maple Leafs guy. He was the guy that went and signed with the Yankees because he was supposed to, it almost seemed like. Right. Whereas I've always felt like Tavares was a small market guy. He was a big fish in a little pond type of guy, you know? And so while again, it's funny, I, disagree with the the heated uh, aspect of which you're going at this i completely got some heat buddy it's, it's hard to well that's what i'm saying yeah. it's hard for me to disagree with your point you know like that's yeah. a really good point i mean i I, f- I feel like austin matthews should be the captain yeah. on that team. And, uh, I and get Tavares it. Needs Tavares to- is 30 years old. He, yeah. I mean, Matthews is 23. Sure. Mm-hmm. I get it. Listen, maturity, maturity you know, the players it. see that. I have never been a big <clears throat> fan of play. When Tavares has came in last year at the trade deadline, not this past currency. He's been there for now. He's season and a half, correct? Mm-hmm. Or is he, did he come no, in? No, this- he, he was a free agent. Free signing. agent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so two seasons. He's two been seasons. There. I, so I get, I'm not a big fan of 
players coming in and then i mean he got the cat he got the c pretty soon after getting there right yeah pretty i mean and some, i get it listen it's not a, it's, yeah, as a some fans, it's not a test it's, it's up to the team and that's a hundred percent team decision and obviously something's there yeah i do think that there's an issue with the culture but it's crazy that that captain, matt duchene is making eight million austin matthews is making 3.6 million geez, over five crazy. years he's making like 720k a year that is the deal they're getting yeah. on, on well he's also like 20 years old yeah, you know, like it, that's different. You like money, you right? sign your you sign your contract, yeah. and you. Yeah. I mean, so like, a, I hear that's what a you're saying. Contract for a young guy. I though. hear what you're saying about that, but like, the captain isn't about necessarily what we see. No, that's why I'm saying. Like, but, that, but that, and that's why I get it, and that's why I, I do believe that. In I mean, we all see it. There, there's there's something dysfunctional going on in Toronto. Just like for a while there, there was a dysfunction in Montreal when PK left. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, and I think well, it, I th- like. That comes down to exactly what I'm saying. Toronto, there is no place for rebuilding. There is no yeah. place for losing. You are expected to be a winner. You're over expected there. to win, just like the Lakers are expected to win. The Yankees are expected to win. You haven't. You go and sign with the Yankees. You go and sign with the the Lakers, and you have a bad season. That's yeah. the only thing that people see. So. But I mean, it's it's hard to argue with your point. We got two early playoff exits in the past two years yeah, when you sign an eight tough. million dollar guy and have one of the best young players in the league. Do we think he's going to be the captain next season? Next season, I don't think Tavares. I, uh, yeah. Oh, Tavares. I yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't see them changing. It takes a lot for them to pull a C from somebody. It's tough, man. I I I I think we could probably count on one hand in the past decade that they've pulled a C from someone that didn't get traded or left the team. Yeah. That is unheard of, I think. I mean that you might as well just tell the player to leave at that point. Did right. he wear an A in New York? I I, I don't, don't even know. know. I don't even know. I can't I think he was the captain. In was New he York. there? I'm yeah. pretty sure he wore a he C. Was the captain. Yeah, and I think that's one of the yeah, I, I actually remember that he got the C very early on coming and because I'm pretty sure like the jersey they gave him in a photo shoot had a C on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean and <laughs> And Matthews was without that signing was the clear yeah move in yeah to I, that, I mean he's listening Tavares spot. is not the future of the least Tavares mm-hmm. is a is, is on a pit stop and he'll be gone from the Leafs I think I think Tavares has another year and a half of the Leafs until he's on to another team Taylor Hurl and John Tavares to the Preds yeah <laughs> <laughs> until in. until we're to, uh, in a two years from now to sign what why they should be on the third line right exactly <laughs> uh, but all right so before we go into our quick score update of the fantasy uh, I do want to there was a tweet from uh, Greg Wyshynski. Uh The Maple Leafs line of Tavares, Matthews, and Marner made a combined... Uh, I'm so sorry. Marnie? Do you mean... Oh, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Marnie? Marnie? <laughs> yeah. the, Ma- the Maple Leaf line of Tavares, Matthews, and Marnie made a combined $47.8 million this season. That's more than... The- <laughs> That's more than the GDP of the island nation of Tuvalu. The island nation of Tuvalu had as many points as they did in the postseason elimination game. Oh, my God. That's incredible. All right. So let's get into the fantasy pool score update. I'm currently in the lead with, uh, if it'll pull up, uh, 150 points. Brandon is in second place with 140 points, and keeping up the rear, Davey has 114 points. Now, to make Davey feel better, I think we should go through and tell people <laughs> tell people how many people we have so left. So, my current uh, starting forwards I've left are Pasternak, Marchand, uh, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Patrick Kane, Ryan O'Reilly, and Braden Point. That is two, four. I have seven forwards left. I have lost. Uh, I've lost five. Uh, so not great. 
Not great at all, Bob, but uh, uh, but my, let me, hey, hang tight. Go team by team or forward, forward, Let's forward. just go forward, forward, forward. Um, so not great for you, Bob, only having seven left. Let me hit you with my six real quick. <laughs> uh, I have Patrice Bergeron, Miko Rantanen, Claude Giroux, Taylor Hall, Gabriel Landeskog, and Nicholas Backstrom. And uh, again, two of those guys have a combined two points so yeah yikes oh well, this is hurting it's hurting but i mean and my stars are gone well i think yes i'm in last right now but i don't see it hanging on too no, much i mean i have no, a lot of guys no, left i mean i you do not i have i guess a total of 18 guys left um I, you how many did you say you had bastard. left? Uh, how many did you have left, Bob? Oh, total. I, I have. So I'm, I just looking at forwards. I've got uh two. I got three. I got seven forwards left. Okay. I haven't done D man yet. Okay, got you. Oh, well, I got I have, sixteen guys left. Okay, actually. I've got total. total eighteen. I've got I've got eight forwards left. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, Ovechkin, Johnny Gaudreau, Vladimir Tarasenko, Steven Stamkos, Elias Patterson, Sebastian Ajo. This is hurting me for him to yeah. read all those names on um, the, the However, list. Stamkos is a big question mark still, so I don't sure. know if I'm so going to get Hedman. him. So we'll see. <laughs> Shut uh, up. So is one of my other defensemen. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, go ahead and read your defensemen, you dumb. All right. Mm. So the D-man, and I'm, you know, I'm now I'm happy that I went min-max. Uh, so I've got Kale McCarr, Ivan Provorov, Charlie McAvoy, um, Mikhail Sergachev, Ryan Graves, and Colton Perrieko. My highest score on my D men right now is uh, Colton Perrieko uh, with Charlie McAvoy, uh, or actually uh, Kale McCarr and Colton Perrieko both have six points for me. Got, I'm, I've got 40 points just for my D men right now, but I've lost uh, Pionk, Ryan Ellis, Clefbaum, and Riley. Yeah, so my defense um, actually coming on really, really strong. I've got 47 points from my D men right now. Uh, Three are out. Uh, Ekholm, Adam Fox, who scored me nothing. Ekholm scored me two. And Roman Yossi scored me eight. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but my remaining are Victor Hedman. Don't know if he will be still playing. Uh, Dougie Hamilton hasn't played a game yet. Is expected to potentially be back. Shea Theodore, Zach Wierenski, Seth Jones, Mark Giordano, and Shea Weber. And so Giordano has a real opportunity to step it up because he has one assist, two points mm. for me. So my defense is really what I'm feeling. Is it may potentially keep me in it yeah. if they, they're able to to pull something out. Davey, who you got on D, bro? Well, you, first of all, you got some good names on that board there. I know. I mean, I'd feel good about that. Um, I've got uh, six defensemen left, uh, John Carlson, Tori Krug. Alex Petrangelo, Quinn Hughes, John Klingberg, Miro Haskinen. Um, I've lost Chris Letang, Tyson Berry, <laughs> D'Angelo, and Ryan Suter. So I have lost the guys that I probably would have wanted to lose. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, from that, from that, from that, uh, from that list <laughs> right there, and that's a total of thirty points for my defense. So, Bobby, who do you have left in? The crease, brother. I've got Tuka Rask, uh, Carter Hart, Markstrom, and Mrazek, and I only lost to Sturkin. Uh, uh, Markstrom's got me nine points right now, and Hart and Mrazek both have me four. So I've got 17 points total, and Rask has me a whopping zero points. My goalies remaining, I uh, I have lost Connor Hellebuck and Freddie Anderson. Uh, Freddie got me seven points. Hellebuck got me two. My remaining goalies, which I'm 
feeling strong about the first two and hoping to feel strong about the last. Jordan Bennington, Braden Holtby, and Elvis Merzlikens. Again, I feel like I should be getting a 10-point bonus for the dope name alone. <laughs> so, who do you got in goal, Davey? Yeah, so I've got uh, four goaltenders remaining. Vasilevsky, Ben Bishop, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, and Pavel Franco. Um, all great teams that I, uh, yeah. I'm very we shouldn't have let him read his. Now everybody <laughs> is going to know that he's going to destroy us. Matt, <laughs> Matt Murray is my goalie that is out now. Uh, okay. So I got zero points from Ben Bishop. Keep that in mind. I got two from Murray and I got five from Franco, which was. He didn't even I'm, play alone. Exactly. He so up, so. so I, I, I want to go ahead and go through and just highlight the score again. Bobby won 50. Uh, me 140. I'm I'm Brandon. Hello, folks. Uh, and uh, and Davey is sitting at, at 114 for now with a very very strong chance to come back. Yeah. But all man, all it takes is Boston to go far. Like I've said from mm-hmm. the very beginning, and I'm still golden. Yeah. But all right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you probably in about two weeks. And uh, peace. See you. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.